I fell in love with business, with being an entrepreneur and with marketing and branding. We were essentially like selling a product and promoting a product, but the story that we created around this product is what really was my inspiration. I no longer work with this company and and the founder is still one of my very best friends, but that whole experience, those four years really was like my North star, if you will, in like getting back to what I loved and what I was really good at and what like my passion is. Caution. Listening to this podcast may motivate you to make positive changes in your life. Identify ways to accelerate your career trajectory and develop a path towards financial freedom. This is the Career Meets World podcast, and I'm your host, Edward Gorbis. And I've spent the last 10 years focused on helping thousands of people advance their career while in parallel teaching a secret recipe to reach financial independence. And I'm here to share the untold stories of successful people and teach thousands of listeners how to develop a growth mindset. Our minds are malleable, and everyone has the power to change their mindset through perseverance, dedication, and a passion for learning. So if you're ready to skyrocket your business and financial literacy, turn up the volume and let's dive right in. This is the Career Meets World podcast. Today, I'm super excited to bring on one of my longtime friends. Her name is Dana Constantino, and she's the founder of Constant House LA, a branding consultancy. She turns brands into businesses and businesses into brands. She's an incredible storyteller, a connector, and a brand expert. Dana felt the pull of entrepreneurism at a young age. She co-founded her first business, Donnie, a collection of everyday fashion essentials as a student at the University of Arizona. While she was getting her degree, Dana was also simultaneously pitching Donnie to celebrities and media. Donnie had its big break when OK Magazine published a photograph of Jessica Biel wearing one of their scarves. The brand's notoriety surged from there, and Dana found herself leaving school for days at a time to host trunk shows around the country and meet with top buyers in New York. And after several exciting years of building out the Donnie brand, Dana decided to leave the fashion industry and pursue other interests. She moved to LA and dabbled in the corporate world, but she felt something was lacking from her career. She missed the creativity and excitement that came with being an entrepreneur and began exploring ideas for her next business. And then in 2013, the concept for Constant House LA was born. Dana kept her corporate day job and spent nights and weekends building Constant House until it required her full-time attention. Dana's passion and talent for growing businesses and digital storytelling has made Constant House LA one of the most sought after branding consultancies in all of Los Angeles. Dana was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area where her and I first met and now she currently resides in Los Angeles. When Dana isn't working, you can find her at a cafe, sipping on an iced coffee, spending time with friends and family, or vacationing in her happy place, Napa Valley. Dana, I'm so grateful that you're able to join us on today's show. 
to be very honest with our audience, you and I must have not spoken in about 10 plus years, but the truth is that's kind of the silver lining behind this whole period of time that we're all enduring together is that we're able to rekindle and reconnect with so many people globally. It's been great to reconnect. And what I've learned through this quick process is that you've accomplished so much. You have done an incredible job building out multiple businesses. You've mastered the art of brand identity. And that's what I'm hoping to share with everyone today is what you're able to do and how you've taken this different approach to your career and gone down the entrepreneurial route in ultra successful and very different ways. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to the show. Thank you, Eddie. And this is our, our reconnecting has definitely been a silver lining of this whole COVID era. So I'm all about silver linings and this is definitely one of them. It certainly has been. And I believe there's a famous quote that says, in the midst of chaos, there's always opportunity. And the opportunity for us has been to reconnect. You've done a tremendous amount. You've built two incredible companies. You've mastered brand identity. And you did that at a very early age. And quite frankly, you started your businesses in college. What was that like going through college and in parallel working on a business? Looking back, I almost can't picture college another way because that's where I fell in love with working and with business. I went to college because I had to, and that was like the next step. And I was really passionate about learning, but I was never really passionate about school. Honestly, working in school just opened up my eyes to a new world, honestly, because I wasn't the business brain in the sense of what I grew up thinking what a business brain was. Being like really great at math and liking numbers and really organized and type A, like that's not me. I'm much more creative and entrepreneurial and school K through 12 didn't really support that for me. And then being in Arizona and meeting new people who thought differently and, you know, came to the table with different ideas and different experiences, that kind of opened up my world to there's not one right way and there's not one brain that makes you a great business person. Um, and I think that built up my confidence that whole time because we started something based on pure passion, honestly. I think your story is awesome. So what I'm hearing is you went a little bit down an unorthodox route. Oftentimes, many people have taught us we go to college, we go through the motions, we meet a lot of people, we network, and then find a traditional job opportunity which certainly is a course for many people. For yourself though, you realize you had this innate entrepreneurial spirit. You met a lot of people, you networked, you did all the right things. But what was the core of that like? Where you take the time to actually meet people, you build up that network within college. Tell us about those roots. The core of this was we were fearless and we didn't know better. And we simply 
were going off of what was working, going off of like the response at the time and managing our schoolwork with like trips flying to New York and, you know, working on outsourced sales strategies and marketing strategies and influencer strategies. And we didn't know the name for it at the time. We were just doing. Um, and we had a lot of incredible people that supported us along the way. Our teachers were also really supportive because they knew what was going on. Looking back, that was something that really helped us get off the ground. We wanted to graduate college. That was something that was going to happen. And so just also like, you know, we, we were very social and we liked to have fun, but there was a lot of times where we were the two of us working in our apartment late at night where our friends were going out and we were really fueled by what we were doing. And so we didn't feel like we were missing out. We were just so excited and passionate to be working on what we were working on. It was a bit of the combo of like, we didn't have that fear of missing out or we should be doing this because we're in college because we were true to ourselves and what we really wanted and what was really working for us, meaning running this business and starting this business was as equally as important to us as having a good time in college and being like regular college kids. We held both together and just stayed true to ourselves so that we could do both. And it, it's harder to do than it sounds because, you know, we got a lot of shit from our friends like, oh, you're not going out or you're going home early. And that is just like something that we kind of tuned in and tuned out. And then we have the support of each other. Dana, thank you for being so candid and sharing that thorough story. And you're right. It's honestly not what I was doing in college. I was the stereotypical person out partying, meeting friends, doing things I probably shouldn't be doing. But you and your friend at the time were at the root of your career. You were starting that entrepreneurial journey. Uh, arguably, you were getting your MBA in parallel to getting your college degree simply by challenging yourself, by creating marketing strategies, sales strategies, and going out and implementing things. And you experienced success. And in that success, what did you learn? What were some of those takeaways through that whole journey of starting out in entrepreneurship while being in college? I honestly have so many, and I think about this often. I fell in love with business, with being an entrepreneur, and with marketing and branding. We were essentially like selling a product and promoting a product, but the story that we created around this product is what really was my inspiration. I no longer work with this company and, and the founder is still one of my very best friends, but that whole experience, those four years, really was like my North Star, if you will, in like getting back to what I loved and what I was really good at and what like my passion is, which is branding and storytelling around product business and all of that. So that was a big takeaway. The other takeaway was you are never too young to start something and be a boss at that. That has also stayed with me because we were 19 at the time and we started something really cool. 
I'm really passionate about college-age kids wanting to do their own thing. And I've supported them in different ways because the whole putting in your time and like people don't take younger people seriously sometimes because they don't have the experience. That has been a major takeaway. And like one of my philosophies is I like having a mentor who's 10 years younger and 10 years older because there's a lot to learn from younger people. Like there, there just is. Also, just like how important a network and relationships are um, and just not being afraid to ask. One of my friends was friends with a big celebrity at the time. And I just asked her, I was like, can we place, you know, one of these scarves on this major celebrity? And I just asked because like, why not? I was like, we have a great product. She's going to love it. To me, I was like, this isn't a favor. You know, she'd be lucky to have it. And that's actually what I thought. She ended up doing it. She ended up being photographed in it. It went, that was before Instagram when magazines were gospel and it got photographed in OK Magazine and then picked up by people and then it spiraled and then every other celebrity was wearing them. And it was just like simply because we asked. So I think that those are like some of my big takeaways from that experience. There's something incredibly important in what you just mentioned and that's that you were fearless. You had this audacity to build out a company at a very early age. You just simply leaned in and figured out how do I build the commercial side of the business? How do I network? How do I go out and partner with the right people to gain support for my brand? And I find that inspiring. And thank you for sharing that. But you didn't do it alone. You clearly had a lot of mentors across a variety of different age demographics that were there to support you. So I'm curious, who were those specific people? Would you mind sharing how they were so influential into helping you become who you are today? So I take business advice as life advice and life advice as business advice. And some of my favorite mentors are actually authors. And I have a big stack of books like right next to my bed. And these are books that I honestly think of as my textbooks in a way. A lot of these women like Maria Shriver or Oprah or Glennon Doyle, um, Alicia Keys, the list goes on. What I'm drawn to about these who I, well, I think are fierce, fearless leaders and thought leaders in their spaces, a lot of similarities between them are they preach, you know, fearlessness and authenticity, overcoming setbacks, and setbacks aren't failures, but they're steps. There's just common themes that I think that we can take away for not only life, but for business. And I value people who live by, like, can hold those two together, live by that. That's so true, which is whether you're a male or a female, and it's great that you're inspired by so many powerful women, there are great themes that you've learned from your mentors who are these incredible and powerful women that it doesn't matter how many times you might fall. It just matters how many times you get back up. In fact, there's a more eloquent proverb uh, that I've read before, which is if you fall down seven, get up eight. And that's an important lesson to remember. It doesn't matter where you are in your career, whether or not you're an entrepreneur, 
you're going to fall eventually and reminding yourself that it's okay. It's just a part of your own personal learning process and your story is all that matters. And in doing so, you've learned so much throughout your first entrepreneurial experience. Now you've been able to start a brand new business. It's done exceptionally well. Obviously, like many businesses, it's going through natural inflection points and challenges during this pandemic time. But I'd love to learn more about what is Constant House? What are you building out? How have you been helping businesses over the last few years? And what are your kind of endeavors going forward? Constant House is a branding consultancy. Our tagline is actually, we turn businesses into brands and brands into businesses. And if you hop on my, my personal Instagram, which I'll, we'll chat about later, my tagline is, I'm a journalist for your brand, because we are essentially storytellers. And we work with teams in their ideation phase. We really just help them turn their ideas into brands. We hone in on their brand values, their mission, their goals, their target audience, their voice, aesthetics, you know, all the above. Or we work with established brands who need a refresh or launching a new product or pivoting their target audience. That is what we do in our internal team. Uh, My sister, Jenna, is my business partner. And then we work with a lot of amazing creatives out here in LA, photographers and videographers and graphic designers. My right-hand woman, Nicole, she was our first intern. She was a UCLA Kappa in the same sorority that I was in. And she has been with us for the last five years. So yeah, so that is, that's us. You've been operating this business for a couple of years now. It's done well. You've partnered with so many different companies and helping them establish a prominent brand whether it be in LA or other major cities uh, across the US and the world. As a company, what are you working on specifically with either the founders or the brand itself? What are the roots of what you're trying to establish with them and help them convey to the world? A lot of what we do is simply, it's not to dumb it down, but it's really a simple approach, which is creating authenticity in every vertical of the company. So a lot of what we do for small businesses is almost like going to the doctor or like having a checkup. We start with a deep dive into who these businesses are, and then we assess the core values, and we see how those core values can be translated digitally, whether that's an Instagram account, a website, marketing materials, a new product line, whatever whatever it is that the business is, is needing to either do because maybe it's just an idea that they have and they know what the business is, but they don't know how to create the emotional attachment and connection and brand character. What we do is really help into honing in on what that is and then how to put it out there in a way that is going to connect with not only their consumer, but their stakeholders and wherever they want to take this business and making sure that it's set up for success from like a cohesive branding, storytelling perspective and making sure that aesthetic 
brand narrative and all of that is really cohesive. So sometimes I feel like like a brand therapist. Sometimes we're like a translator and we're translating like what the CEOs want and what the creative teams want or what investors are pushing and kind of making sure going back to like the very basics, which is the brand core value, making sure that everybody who has a vested interest in that brand, everyone's working together and it's streamlined and the story can be told in an authentic, captivating way. Something we've talked about a lot, which is ultimately the importance of sharing our own personal story with the world how we perceive things, how we want to conduct ourselves, whether we are a business or an individual. And you've done that many times. You're in the process of supporting Career Meets World as well. And I'm obviously forever grateful for that. In that process, though, there is a fundamental difference between building a brand for a business and building a brand for an individual. So some individuals are going to choose the entrepreneurial route and try to emulate what Dana Constantino has done throughout her career. And other people are going to go down the corporate route and also want to build out this incredible brand and establish strong identity within the workplace. So whether you're a business or an individual, what are some tips that you'd recommend that one can start with in terms of building strong brand identity? So before the brand identity part, is character identity. And branding to me is a byproduct of character. And really what I mean by that is if you don't know who you want to be in the world, how are you going to attract what you want, whether that's like personal or professional, right? So I talk to like a lot of like college aged, specifically women, but some 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 great guys too. Um, and a lot of them are like really confused about the direction that they want to go. And it's very like, should I be in a, a corporate company? Should I be in like a progressive or should I have a nine to five, but I don't want it. It's like a lot of like wishy-washy thoughts, which makes a lot of sense. It's a transitional age. You've been in like routine kind of regimented environment for so many years. And then like you have all these options the idea is to have all these options and you're like, but wait, like, where do I go now? And I think that building your personal brand, whether that's showing who you are through a website type of resume or even your Instagram, it's really like putting out content, if you will, that is a reflection of your character. And then like, if you are staying true to that, your character is your brand. You're right. I quite frankly learned a little bit there as well, which is it's important to understand who do we want to be before we even try to share it with the world. And that's often a part of that transitional journey throughout our 20s, 30s. Everyone's going through it at different stages of their lives and figuring out what do they want to be. And it's actually quite fine to pivot because we don't always know what the right journey is for us. And we might have to rebrand at times. Many large successful companies have gone through rebranding. So as an individual, we can do it as well. And you had just mentioned more specifically, there are a bunch of different mediums through which we can build our brand. Um, what are some that you'd recommend that are either trending today or have helped people, whether it be through 
uh, a professional website or more of a social media platform? Yeah, so I, I actually hire a lot of creatives to partner with, uh, with our projects. So those creatives, like what I'm looking for, I want them to have their own brand and I want to see their portfolio come alive on their channels and not just a resume because we are very big on matching our clients and our brands with the proper creatives and brand partners and certain aesthetics just like lend themselves to to certain people and certain companies more than others. And I think that the more that you are putting out what's really true to you you know, Instagram is an amazing platform for that, especially for creatives, because you can like build this digital portfolio and show your work and all of that. And then obviously having um, an up-to-date website is, I think, really important because again, it's a showcase of who you are and what you do. You know, you want your personality and your work to come through because anyone who I'm potentially going to hire I look at their Instagram and their website oftentimes before I look at their resume because that's how I really get a feel for who they are and what they're all about. Obviously, you hire a lot of creatives, which is extremely relevant for your business and the world that you're living in. And there are many other platforms that matter and are good to convey who we are as individuals and obviously social media is one of them it could be instagram it could be twitter obviously we've laughed about this before there's obviously tiktok and many employers still look at linkedin but where i think we're trending is towards developing personal websites which are as you mentioned relatively easy to do with a platform like WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, there's so many out there right now that you can stand up a personal website to share your story of who you are and where you want to go. So as we kind of transition a little bit away from the career world, you obviously as an entrepreneur, we're doing extremely well initially with Donnie Charm and now with Constant House. There's a big component in how we manage our finances if we're in a corporate setting or if we're in the world of entrepreneurship. What was that like for you when you first started to see profits within your business, but also were going through that initial transformational journey in your career? Uh, there's a lot that we all need to learn and how to manage our personal finances, but what was that like for you when you started to see traction with your business? So, when we started to become profitable, it was honestly, okay, and I know that this might sound funny, but it was really rewarding because it was like what we were putting out was resonating with people and they were seeing the value enough want to spend their money with us. I don't take that lightly. I'm very grateful for it. Sometimes you think have this idea and you're thinking that you're filling a hole in the space or you're solving, solving a problem for small businesses. And then sometimes you feel like you're kind of throwing darts out there and like, okay, is anyone going to resonate with us or with this concept or whatever it is to have people that were so excited to like jump on the train and, and move forward with us and, and trust their companies with us. It was a great feeling. And then, of course, the money part of it is a secondary part of it. Okay, yes, we're running a business. We need to make money. That's important. 
to me, it was that they were seeing the greater value in our offerings, which then, of course, ultimately leads to money. 25 years old, and it was really fun to, to have that. And that was really like the first time in my life, honestly, that I was really like in charge and managing my own money what I learned from that in the last five years and budgeting and how much you need to, you know, allocate to different parts of the business and emergency funds and all of that. But it came slowly but surely and learning and learning on the go. So you mentioned, and I've heard this story from many different people about some of the challenges that they went through naturally in their 20s and trying to learn how to manage their own money. And there's different strategies. Some people fully go towards a financial advisor. Some people try to manage it on their own, myself being one of them. But what's working for you right now? What's, how did you figure out how to strike that right balance in knowing, okay, this strategy didn't work for me. I've moved on. Now I'm focused on something else. So what's working for you right now? It's a work in progress. I think that especially like during this Corona time, like being able and just like willing to pivot and learn and educate yourself because a lot of like what's currently happening, there's not like a playbook for this. And yes, you can like talk to experts and your financial advisor or mentors or family members. But at the end of the day, it's also about educating yourself about how to keep your business in the green. There's a lot I need to learn on this subject and I'm not a pro. I will always going to prioritize learning it, even though it's hard for me and going to surround myself with people who know more about this than I do. It's a lot to navigate. It's ever changing. And we have to be willing to pivot and learn all aspects of like running a company and especially in something that like is my Achilles heel. Really, really strong message because it doesn't matter what aspect of life it is. And for you, maybe it's the personal finance piece and really tightening up some of those critical financial strategies for you. Anything in life, it's important to continuously learn, innovate, and improve. And you're doing that. And this period of time has been extremely unique again and a reminder that we can shift, we can change our own personal trajectory. And that's what you're doing right now with both the business as well as how you're approaching things with personal finances. There's many books to read. There's a lot of different helpful websites. There's people that we can all talk to. Our show is one outlet, but there's certainly many more that we'd recommend and continuously go down that path. So I'm curious, throughout your career, you've mentioned you've read a lot of different books. Are there specific ones that you go back to that almost serve as your playbook or your specific guidance in life? Yes, absolutely. And also podcasts. I'm very big on, on podcasts, too. So well, I just read this book called Untamed by Glennon Doyle that I think every person and especially like every woman should read. I started highlighting it because I often like to look back at quotes. I use a lot of quotes in, in our company's Instagram and I started highlighting it and then pretty much the whole book's going to be highlighted because it's just amazing. So I read that one a couple weeks ago. I love memoirs on like women who I respect. I've read Michelle 
Obama's book, Becoming, like twice all the way through. I've listened to the podcast um, that she did with Oprah for Super Soul Sunday, probably five times, part one and part two. Maria Shriver's I've Been Thinking. I love that book. Awesome. And those are some great names and ones that I will need to pick up myself. And you had mentioned that you're a big fan of podcasts as well. What are your favorite podcasts that you're listening to these days? Okay, so I have, again, kind of like the business and life and life is business. There's so many podcasts. They're not business podcasts, but they're just like really cool people and thought leaders. And I apply a lot of just what they're saying to business. I am obsessed with Armchair Expert by Dax Shepard. Talk about raw, real, authentic, transparent. He is incredible to me. I think I've listened to probably every podcast that he's done. And I just don't think that there's like a ton of people like him. And it's really refreshing in the podcast space. Um, I really, oh, Brene Brown just, I don't know if she came out with it recently or I just discovered it recently, but Unlocking Us by Brene Brown is great. Sophia Bush's Work in Progress. A uh, big fan of that. And then, of course, Oprah's Super Soul, Super Soul Conversations. As you can imagine, running my own podcast, and I love talking to people about different podcasts because you always end up learning what people are listening to and what inspires them and motivates them. Because, again, the beauty with podcasting is we get to share incredible stories of so many different people and their journeys throughout life. Yours is one that continues to inspire me because you're helping so many different companies and people build up beautiful brands through your work at Constant House with all of your partners. And many people should take a quick peek at your website and especially the Instagram because you've done an incredible job with conveying to the world what your mission in life is and what your objectives are. And it's a great story to see. As many of our guests know, the last part of our show is the infamous hot seat where we try to challenge you and stump you with a couple of different questions. So are you ready for it, Dana? Ready. Let's do it. So I'll ask you this specific question, partly because you live in Los Angeles, but I'd love to know if you could think of any actor or actress in the world that reflects more of your personality or what you're trying to become. Who are they? Okay, so these days, I just mentioned her podcast. I'm really impressed with Sophia Bush. She is, I think, really using her platform for good. Um, she's obviously beautiful, a great actress, and she is smart as hell. She is super progressive. I really like her style of like everything, internally and externally. She's awesome. Um, I'm also like pretty in love with Michael B. Jordan. He's my boyfriend, but he just doesn't know it yet. Both are incredibly great people supporting incredible causes. So I'm not surprised you picked them because that is a reflection of who you are. One final one for you. And I think this is one that many of us think about, but the word in itself is a different meaning for everyone. And that's retirement, right? So you're working on your second company now, it's going well, things are fun, things are gonna pick back up. 
But in your mind, what's your target retirement age? At what point do you get to start transitioning and doing whatever you want in the world? I think that you should be doing whatever you want in the world way before you retire. I'm trying to just set up my life to not feel that way, quite honestly. And I have a feeling I'll be working probably like forever. You know, maybe not in the same sense of like running a company forever, but I am really fueled by work and I think I always will in some sort of capacity, Um, whether maybe that eventually later in life would shift to like mentoring or honestly like, like pro bono consulting for brands or people that I'm inspired in would like to transition the company or add a vertical like a marketing investor vertical. And I would like to be really successful in what we do so that later in life, I can be investing in, again, brands and people that I think are great. And I think I could do that for a very long time. We have to think about retirement in a very different way that's often been taught to many generations over and over and over again, where we need to think about it in a way where we build a process or a lifestyle for ourselves where we're generating income, whether it's through pure work itself or passive income, and are able to do the things that we wanna do in life and build out our own schedules throughout the day. And it does take an incredible amount of work. And you've done that throughout your career ever since you stepped foot into college and started down the entrepreneurial route. And yes, I do call that a career because that is your endeavor and that's your journey. So I appreciate the candor there. Retirement is a facade that we've created for ourselves, uh, but it really needs to be thought of as what can I create for myself where I could generate money, but also do the things that I want to do continuously. And for you, it sounds like a lot of that will ultimately result in mentorship, and investing in other companies that resonate with what you've dedicated your life to. So I commend you for that and I love it. And I really appreciate you taking the time today. It's a very different type of story to share and it's more about entrepreneurialism and one that many people can go down. And it doesn't matter whether you start in college, whether you're 25, 35, 45, there are different success stories for different people. Part of your life can be spent in corporate, part of it can be spent building a business or vice versa. There are so many journeys to take. Thank you again, Dana, for taking the time today. Really appreciate it and can't wait to have you on the show again. Thank you, Eddie. I really appreciate it. I'm super inspired by what you are doing. I'm grateful to be a small part in it. Um, And I'm excited to listen to your podcast every time they're released. Hey. Thanks so much for listening to the Career Meets World podcast. I would love to get to meet you. There are a couple of ways we can connect. You know I love my LinkedIn. Simply search for Career Meets World or Edward Gorbis and feel free to connect. Second is via Instagram at Career Meets World. And third is through our website. I have a special spot for you full of fun, free resources. All you have to do is go to careermeetsworld.com, subscribe to our newsletter, and we'll provide you the free resources to help you boost your career and reach financial freedom. And if this podcast was helpful to you in any way, 
please consider rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us help more people. Simply tap the rate with five stars and leave a sentence with what you liked about the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, strengthening your growth mindset is your ticket to success. I'm Edward Gorbis, and we'll catch you on next week's episode.